Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, more COVID-19 issues with the Browns look to impact Saturday's game. Plus, three key players for the Raiders have already been ruled out. We got the keys of the game if, in fact, it does actually get played. Plus, we'll have your calls and texts to close out the show. All coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for Friday, December 17th, 2021. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And won. And welcome into today's edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast. It is being brought to you by On Location. It is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. Thank you so much for making the Lockdown Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. And remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. And Raider Nation, COVID-19 is the big subject of not only the day, but the week when it comes to the NFL. And in particular, as far as what we're concerned about, the Raiders and Browns game being played in Cleveland on Saturday. It's just it's looking crazy. On a Thursday, I was actually doing a preview to the uh, to the game on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 with Tony Grossi, who's been covering the Browns for a long time for ESPNCleveland.com. And all of a sudden, the news rolled out from uh, Adam Schefter and Kimberly Martin and Field Yates and Anyone else that's really tied in, the fact that quarterback Case Keenum for the Browns has tested positive for COVID, leaving quarterback Nick Mullins in line to start on Saturday against the Raiders, and that's just wild. Baker Mayfield, you already know he's down. Is there a chance that he can come back? Possibly, but just knowing that he's already on the COVID list. Quarterback Case Keenum is the backup. He was going to get the start in, in place of Baker Mayfield, and all of a sudden he's been tested positive for COVID, so now they're down to their third-string quarterback in Nick Mullins, and if that name sounds familiar to you, Nick Mullins is the guy that actually played for the 49ers when the Raiders and the 49ers played their last official Battle of the Bay real season game. It was a Thursday night football game. It was in Santa Clara and that's when the 49ers beat the brakes off the Raiders. It was like 34-3 to and I remember coming on the podcast the very next day and saying Paul Gunther didn't even deserve to get on the bus. Paul Gunther should have had to walk all the way back to Alameda and had all his stuff already waiting for him outside. Uh, kind of like Beyonce said, remember uh, uh, when she said, uh, to the left, to the left, all your items that you brought are to the left, or however she said it and worded it, that's what they should have done with Paul Gunther. Hey, man, by the time you get back to Alameda, all your stuff that's yours here in the facility, it's going to be to the left. Go on, just leave your key card and uh, take your stuff and get out because that was an embarrassment. Well, that was Nick Mullins playing for the, uh, the San Francisco 49ers at the time. Now he is the Cleveland Browns quarterback and looks like like he's going to get the start on Saturday if Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum uh, can't get back into action beforehand. And who knows, maybe they will be able to get back in action. Uh, there's been some protocols. The NFL actually put out a, a new protocol update that they put out on Thursday. Basically, uh, it's it's kind of like the same protocols that the NFL had before uh, this season, back in 2020, when they had, you know, you had to wear masks everywhere. You had to be six feet apart. You had to have meetings outside. Basically, it's reverting back to those kind of protocols. But the one thing that is of notice is that you don't have to now have two negative tests in a 24-hour period if you're a vaccinated player to be able to get back onto the field. You only have to have one. So that's going to be something to pay attention to because that could potentially allow a guy like Baker Mayfield to get back in action. So I wish I could tell you, as a matter of fact, who's going to be in and who's going to be out. But right now, it looks like it's going to be the third-string quarterback, Nick Mullins. 
Also, I wanted to pass along this note from the NFLPA, and this came from Pro Football Talk. They put it out on Twitter that uh, the NFLPA is currently pushing aggressively for a postponement of the Raiders-Browns game on Saturday. Some in the union believe the entire season should shut down for a week. The union's concerned about player safety and game integrity. And the reason that they're saying that is there's over 100-and-something players that are on the COVID-19 list that have tested positive for COVID-19. The only problem with shutting down the entire league for a week is that there's no wiggle room. Where do you put all the games? The NFL is going to make sure all these games get played because they want the money. It's all about the money at the end of the day. They want to make sure these games get played. But now that there's 17 games, they don't have the wiggle room to not play a game because, look, you've got the Pro Bowl set. You've got the Super Bowl set. You can't just move those dates now. Now that they're set in stone, you it's not that easy to move them. So, or it's, it's impossible to move them, as a matter of fact. They don't have that buffer that week that they had in 2020. So, I don't think that there's any chance that the NFL is going to get shut down for a week, but I do see a a scenario where the Raiders-Browns game may get pushed a little bit. Maybe, I don't know, Saturday. uh, It's already on Saturday. I'm thinking maybe... Maybe Monday. Maybe it'll be a doubleheader on Monday Night Football. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But I'll tell you right now, I am a little skeptical that it's going to get played on Saturday. I mentioned off top that three Raiders had already been ruled out for Saturday's game. And they're players. They're guys that the Raiders really need to have out there in action. Cornerback Trayvon Mullen, linebacker Denzel Perriman, and tight end Darren Waller all out on Saturday, according to head coach Rich Basaccia. He met with us on Thursday, and that was the first thing he said in his media session, that those three guys are all out. Now, I do want to give you an updated injury report for Thursday, guys that were limited, tight end Foster Moreau. Now that Waller's officially out, not that it's a surprise, he's dealing with the abdomen injury. He's been limited all week long. We'll, uh, we'll see the official game status on Saturday, 90 minutes before game time. Uh, Trayvon Mullen didn't participate. He's out. Already talked about him. Uh, questionable is Carl Nassib dealing with the knee injury, limited all week long. Again, questionable for action on Saturday. Uh, Patrick Owasu dealing with the hamstring. He's been limited all week long. We'll see what happens with him on Saturday. And uh, I mentioned Denzel. Perriman and Darren Waller already. Uh, guys that have been ruled out officially for the Cleveland Browns, how about uh, running back Kareem Hunt? That's a big deal because you know they're going to lean heavy on the run game, but that's something that we knew about earlier in the week. Cornerback Greg Newsom, he's got a concussion. He's out for Saturday, and wide receiver Anthony Schwartz also has a concussion. He's officially out for Saturday. Guys that are questionable, Harrison Bryant to tie it in. He's dealing with the ankle injury, and then Malik Jackson, the defensive tackle, dealing with the knee injury. He's questionable as well. Again, 90 minutes before the game on Saturday, we'll find out exactly who's in and who's out. But that's uh, the latest and the greatest when it comes to the injury report. We won't find out anything today because all the teams are off as they are preparing for Saturday's game. The Raiders are traveling, and the Browns, well, they're just trying to get off the COVID-19 list. Couple more quick nuggets I have for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. News and notes of the day. Uh, this one comes from Dan Hope on Twitter. He's an Ohio State beat writer. He tweeted out on uh, Thursday, Raiders general manager Mike Mayock just walked out of the Woody Hayes Athletic Center as Ohio State's player interviews concluded. And so you're wondering what that means. The Woody Hayes Athletic Center, that's right there at Ohio State. Of course, with the Raiders playing Cleveland on Saturday. I mean, he's in town. And it's very common for GMs, director of player personnel to drop by and talk with coaches about potential draft eligible players. So Uh, The one thing and the only reason I really bring it up is because he is doing his day-to-day job as if he's going to be doing his day-to-day job following the season. So uh, not 
really reading the tea leaves or not trying to tell you and speculate, but it just seems like he's pretty confident in his job or else at least he's going to do his job until he's told that it's no longer his job. So uh, on Thursday, he was in Columbus, Ohio, uh, at Ohio State, talking about draft-eligible players with uh, coaches there. And while I'm talking about Ohio State, something I didn't bring up on Wednesday's show or Thursday's show, uh, the Dolphins, they signed cornerback, former first-round pick Damon Arnett. And you remember that he got released earlier this season uh, because of the video that was floating around Twitter and, and social media where he was threatening whoever he was threatening with guns and just acting a fool. So the Raiders released him, and uh, he's basically been on the shelf ever since then. The Ohio State product and also uh, went to St. Thomas Aquinas High School. Uh, he is now on the Miami Dolphins practice squad. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about what the Raiders are going to need to do in Cleveland to try to come away with the victory. They're going up against a bunch of backups. At least that's what it looks like right now as Cleveland's really dealing with a bunch of COVID-19. We'll talk all about that coming up in segment number two. Before we do any of that, I do want to remind you that Super Bowl 56 is at SoFi Stadium in L.A. in less than 100 days. And on location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. And it's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. You get to select your exact seats. You choose from elite experiences featuring exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or just search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. I also want to tell you about Stat Hero. And you're thinking, what is Stat Hero? Well, anyone who plays daily fantasy sports never plays to lose, right? No, of course not. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups with the winner taking all. And the crazy part? Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and handpick the team you want to face one on one. This never seen this never seen before innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why is that? Well, because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. Sign up right now for free at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's right. I said 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on. Again, for the folks in the back row, that's stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on. You'll get a 100% deposit match. Terms and conditions apply. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to finish off the week the way we do each and every Friday, and that's close it out talking about the keys to victory, what the Raiders will have to do to come up with a win on Saturday. Normally we're talking about a Sunday. Sometimes we're talking about a Monday, but now we're talking about a Saturday. And you know you're getting close to the end of the season when there's starting to be Saturday football, right? It's exciting, but it's still it's Saturday football, so it's getting close to the end of the season. This game will be played on NFL Network. It's the first of two uh, to be kicked off, and it should be 105 Pacific Standard Time. Uh, matter of fact, I, I want to say before we get into it, I'm very excited. I've been invited to to uh, co-host the pregame show, the official pregame show with JT the Brick. That's on Compass Media. Of course, you can hear it on Raider Nation Radio 920, but this is the big national pregame show that JT does before each and every game. Usually when the Raiders are at home at Allegiant Stadium, I'm able to do the pregame pregame show, and then I pass the sticks on to JT the Brick and Eric Allen, but Eric Allen can't make it, so the 
Rogers called me and asked me if I could fill in for EA. So uh, pretty excited. Get that opportunity to do that on Saturday morning. But uh, I want to talk about the keys of the game. And this is something obviously me and JT will talk about quite a bit on Saturday. We'll be at the M Resort. So if anyone happens to be in Las Vegas or the Henderson area and you want to stop on by and say what's up, uh, come on by and say what up, though. It's the official team hotel of the Raiders. So stop by and say what's up. That's where we'll be from 11 a.m. to kickoff, which is about 1 o'clock. Then we'll pass the sticks on to Brent Musburger and Lincoln Kennedy for the official call of the game. But getting back to the keys of the game, and this game really kind of bothers me. I mean, it really does. And I know that you got to deal with the hand that you're dealt. And if you have a bunch of COVID issues, you just got to deal with it. As long as you have 46 players, as long as you can suit up 46, then the game is going to be played. But I'll tell you, man, with the Browns having as many people that are out or look like they're going to be out, potentially could be out because of COVID, I just assume that they really moved this game. I mean, I really do. I would not have any problem if they decide not to play it on Saturday. And again, I know that the NFL in 2020 made multiple teams, include the Raiders, just go out there and play with what they had. But I I just, I don't know. I, I don't like a game where you don't see a lot of the really good players. I mean, if they go out there, honestly, I'll tell you off top, there's no excuse why if they go out there with as many people that they expect to be out, being out, there's no reason why the Raiders lose this game. I mean, really, because they've got too many heavy hitters that are going to be out. I mean, they're up to their third string quarterback. And I know Nick Mullins has beat up on on the Raiders before when he was a member of the 49ers, but this guy hasn't even played a game with the Cleveland Browns this year. He's been on their practice squad all season long. So, I mean, there's no way or no reason, I'm not saying no way, there's no reason why he should go out there and carve up the Raiders or or do what he does to go ahead and win over the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders are the healthier team. They uh, they don't have anybody on the COVID list. Jalen Richard is already back. Trent Sieg was the other guy, but he came back last week. So they don't have anybody on COVID. The Browns have everybody. But with that being said, as it pertains to COVID, I also kind of would like this game to be moved because who says that you want the Raiders to go in there and interact with the rest of the players on the Browns? Who knows how many of the Browns actually are going to test positive for COVID? I mean, they, yeah, they have like half their team so far, but you just don't know how many more are going to get, are going to test positive for COVID before the game, after the game or whatnot. Who knows when it's going to pop up? So it could be so bad that the Raiders could go and start interacting with them and playing against them. And then all of a sudden they return back to Las Vegas after the game and you start seeing them get hit with multiples. Because remember on Monday Night Football, the Rams had a couple guys out. Jalen Ramsey was out, and then uh, Higsby, their tight end, was out. And then all of a sudden, they had what? After Monday Night Football, three or four guys. Then the Cardinals had three or four guys. I mean, that's what's been happening after the games is when a lot of these uh, teams have been hitting with uh, the COVID-19. So what if that happens to the Raiders? So that's another reason why, honestly, I wouldn't be mad at all if they just said, hey, let's just move this game. Let's move this game to Monday Night Football. Let's get another round of testing. Let's see what we can do. And I know some people are like, Q, it's not, not a big deal. It's not Nothing more than the the common cold, and I understand that. I, I'm fine with that. That's it. Doesn't matter, you know, what you believe or not. I'm just talking about as far as availability for the team to play their games moving forward. And I don't want them to set themselves up for a situation where they may not be able to play their games. That's the only reason I care. <laughs> so don't get it twisted. It's nothing political. It's nothing about COVID's this, COVID's that. No, I'm just concerned with them having to miss games if all of a sudden they get hit with it like just about the rest of the league gets hit with it. So that's another concern. So if they were to postpone it, it wouldn't bother me none. But with that being said, say that they don't postpone it. Say that they don't move it. Say that they actually play it as they're supposed to play it on Saturday. It's all going to come down to the trenches for the Raiders. It's going to come down to the trenches for the Browns as well because if Nick Mullins is in there, Case Keenum's in there, I mean, Baker Mayfield even, 
it don't matter. It's going to be a lot of the run game for both teams because the weather is not going to allow anyone to throw the ball around the yard. Of course, there's going to be passes. You got to stay honest. You got to be able to uh, incorporate that. But for the most part, it's going to be a heavy dose of the run game. And that's unfortunate for the Raiders because they haven't been able to establish a run game at all this year. They really haven't. And that's how they won in Cleveland last year when they were dealing with that grapple. (laughs) You know, that's what they were able to do is their offensive line was strong and their run game was strong. And Josh Jacobs had a hell of a day. Well, that hasn't happened. He hasn't gone over 100 yards yet at all this season. So this is a game. If he's going to break out and go over 100 yards or if the Raiders are going to go have 150, 200 yards on the ground, this would be the day that they want to do it. You know what I mean? If it's Peyton Barber and if it's uh, Josh Jacobs and hell, throw in Marcus Mariota. Put him out there as well. I mean, he's got legs. He could run. That's all they put him out there for anyway, so make it a three-headed monster. Get creative out there. I wouldn't be mad at that at all. So the offensive line is going to have to find a way to open up some holes. They're going to also have to find a way to protect Derek Carr because when he does drop back to pass, I don't know if you forgot, but Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney are on the other side. They're on that defensive line. They're those bookends on the Browns' D line, and right now they have 20 total sacks between the two. Garrett has 15, and, and Clowney has five, and that's a lot for Clowney. Normally he has one, two, maybe three in a, in a big season for him, but whenever he uh, has a good bookend like Miles Garrett or a great bookend like like Miles Garrett. He has a big season. You know, the last time he had, I think, eight sacks in a season, he had J.J. Watt across from him, and that's when J.J. Watt was still dominant. So uh, Clowney is showing his worth in Cleveland this year. Of course, he's always been strong against the run, but uh, what really matters is getting to the quarterback and getting the quarterback down. Of course, Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby, they have a hell of a one-two punch, but I'll tell you, Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett, they have probably the best one-two punch in the league. So the offensive line is definitely going to have their work cut out for them. So that's going to be one of the biggest keys. And then when you flip it over and look at the defensive side of things, it's going to be that defensive line. And I just mentioned Nick Ngakwe and Max Crosby able to get after the quarterback and get a lot of pressures on the quarterback and get sacks and all that's good. But they're going to be running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. Kareem Hunt is not going to be playing, but Nick Chubb will be playing. And of course, they have other guys that could tote the rock as well. When Case Keenum played the last time, it was a Thursday night football game, and their third string running back went for about three bills. You know what I mean? The Browns in general ran for about 300 yards, and their third string running back uh, did it real big. So uh, Nick Chubb is a is a monster. Uh, he's a stud, and you know that he's going to get the ball early and get it often. So uh, the Raiders defensive line, they're going to have to figure out a way to stop the run. There's not going to be a whole lot of opportunity for Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby and others to get to the quarterback because whoever is behind center is not going to be throwing the ball a whole lot. They've got to find a way to stop the run. If they can't stop the run, there's no way that the Raiders win this, uh, this game. Not at all. I promise you that Nick Chubb will eat them alive. He'll take their lunch money. It's just as simple as that. So the offensive line and defensive line have got to be stout. Offensive line's got to stand up and maybe play one of their best games they played all season long. And the defensive line is going to have to do like they did against the Cowboys where they only allowed 64 yards rushing. And I'll say this, the Cowboys aren't as committed to the run like they used to be. So that that stat is not really the most realistic stat. You know, it's not like they just uh, were so strong against the run. No, the Cowboys don't really run the rock as much as they used to run the rock. So uh, they have to have a big game on that defensive line. They've got to find a way. K.J. Wright, he's going to have to be a big-time player at the linebacker position to come up and help stop the run as well, which he's very good at doing that. So I think that that would be a help right there. But uh, they've got a challenge, man. Rob Marinelli, Gus Bradley, they've got to challenge that defensive line to be able to slow down Nick Chubb because if they can slow down Nick Chubb and maybe get up a little bit get up 7 10 14 points if possible then you change the dynamic of the game you make the Browns get out of their comfort zone and get out of doing what they want to do and if you could do that then I could see a victory honestly 
like I mentioned before, with all the COVID issues that the Browns have, there's no reason the Raiders should lose. That doesn't mean they're not going to lose. It means that they shouldn't lose. There's just way too many guys that are, are going to be out or look like they're going to be out for the Browns to even think about them winning this game. But, again, there's a reason why you go play the game. The weather's ugly. It's in Cleveland. And it's going to be a healthy dose of the run game. And they still have those two monsters on the defensive line. So it's not going to be an easy task. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, man, the keys are all up front. Offensive line and defensive line, the trenches are going to determine this game. If the Raiders are strong on both sides, they'll win. If not, well, they'll take an L. And they'll be 6-8 and eight on the season returning to Las Vegas to prepare for the Denver Broncos for the day after Christmas. December 26th, week 16 action. So that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, your calls to text straight off that Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag, and they've got you covered for all your sports action all season long. Basketball, pro and college, football, pro and college, NHL, boxing, UFC. It doesn't matter what the sport is that you're watching or enjoy. BetOnline.ag has got you covered. They're the number one spot for all sport action all season long. Go to the website on the laptop or your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON. It's all one word, and you'll receive that bonus. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and it's where the games start. I also want to tell you about Built Bar, and I've been telling you about Built Bar for a very long time, and if you check the website like I do every day, you'll see all the specials that they have. Right now, Lemon Dipped Cheesecake Built Bar Puffs. They have that. They've got Ruby Chocolate Built Bar Puffs. They've got Gingerbread Built Bar, Coconut Lover's Box. Anything coconut, it's all in that box. Eggnog. I'm waiting for my eggnog uh, built bars to arrive in the mail. Caramel Macchiato. Caramel Almond Delight. A very good one. Uh, and I mentioned coconut, coconut almond. How about the protein balls and coconut brownie chunk? They have all those flavors available for the holidays. Uh, if you want to send them out and when your family or your friends come over, uh, maybe you're watching some games. Maybe you're going to be watching all the games all weekend long and all the games on, uh, on Christmas, including the John Madden documentary and you need a snack. Built Bars are fantastic for that. Built.com is the website. Promo code LOCK15 is going to save you 15% off your order just like that. Again, Built.com. Promo code LOCK15 if you want to save 15% off your order. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Raider X. He's calling to talk about the Super Bowl headed to Las Vegas in 2024. Super Bowl 58. Here he is, Raider X. Yo Q, this is Raider X coming at you. Hey, I've got your news and i got the big news and i got everybody's news because it's all on it about the Raiders, Las Vegas, coming home with a Super Bowl. Yes! Man, that is beautiful. Beautiful. Now we got to get our team on the field. But until then, hopefully it happens in 2024 and we can put them out there. But yes, it's exciting. Damn right it's exciting. You know, we bring awareness to Las Vegas. We bring awareness to Allegiant Stadium. We bring a Raider awareness to what the Raiders headquarters looks like. All these other players, all these other fans, all these other hopefuls, all these young bucks, all aspiring to play in that stadium, to walk the, the, the hallways and see the legends of the Raider nostalgia. Oh, yeah. I am pumped up. We are booking it now. Let's go Raiders! Yes! 
There he goes. That's Raider X. Thank you so much for that call, man. I love it. Great energy, great enthusiasm. And, you know, I'm so excited, too. I think it's going to be awesome. But I didn't even think of some of the reasons that you mentioned. You know, being able to showcase the stadium off, potential free agents can come check that out. I mean, all eyes are going to be on Allegiant Stadium and Las Vegas. There's a lot of good things uh, that are going to come from that. And I'll tell you, I know a lot of Raider Nation don't understand it now. But if you give yourself the opportunity to, one, have an open mind, and, two, if you decide to enjoy it, for the week leading up to the game, I'm not even talking about go to the game. Just enjoy it for the week leading up to the game. There's so many festivities that you could be a part of. I'm excited. I'll tell you why I'm excited. Because every year when I go to the Super Bowl and go to the, the festivities and everything, I always tell my family when I get back how much fun it was and everything that goes on. Guess what? This is not me bragging or anything. Now they get to go and experience it for themselves. Again, not the game, but just the NFL experience. And that is next level. That's something that you don't always get the opportunity to do it. And you're doing it in Las Vegas as well. I know exactly how much fun it is from being the guy sitting there on Radio Row watching nothing but fans walk around intermingle with different players and coaches and all kind of legends and everything getting autographs pictures all kinds of good stuff it is an awesome thing to see and I think that you'd really enjoy it and I think by the time it rolls around in 2024 I think that most people will probably be a little bit more excited about it than they are right now it's hard to get excited about it when you know it's a losing season coming off a losing season you get an announcement so I I get that as well so thank you Raider X for that and I love the energy and how fired up you are about Super Bowl 58. Got a text from Chase from Ogden, Utah. He said, my dad and my stepdad are both Raider fans, so I really couldn't get away from it and didn't really have a choice. Wouldn't have it any other way, though. Raider Nation for life. That's Chase from Ogden, Utah. And what that is referring to on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Thursday, that was my topic of discussion because so many people are divided right now. And that was my big thing is that I people calling all the time talking about how much Las Vegas sucks or how Oakland was the greatest or how it's all about L.A. And so then I said, you know what, let's talk about how you became a Raider fan to begin with. And so many different stories, great stories, we heard on Thursday about how people became Raider fans. I think a lot of people realized, I think they took away from that show and said, damn, you know what? We all got something in common. We are all Raider Nation. And why are we all fighting with this fan, that fan, the other, calling this fan a fake fan or not? I mean, there's so many different ways that people became members of Raider Nation. I think sometimes it's good to reflect and think back and realize that we're all one. We're all Raider Nation, regardless of where we're at, Vegas, Oakland, L.A., wherever. I mean, because Raider Nation is worldwide. Thank you so much for that text, my man. I appreciate you. Next up, got a call from Brother Dre in the A. He's calling to talk about the season and how he's disappointed by the way the season is shaking out and how he's feeling about certain folks in the organization, including GM Mike Mayock. What up, Q? It's your boy, Brother Dre in the A. Um, I'm calling you today really um, I'm just super disappointed, like a lot of people are, when it comes to the season. I think that we had an opportunity to do some really good things, and we, we just missed a lot of opportunities. I feel like when it comes to the organization, um, there was really failure at the, at the highest level, and I, I say Mike Mayock um, didn't do or hasn't done as well as he could have. Um, there's an old saying that says that you don't really become a man until your father dies, and in our organization, when uh, Coach Gruden left, basically, that was kind of the equivalent of that. And those responsibilities that were his and all that um, extra pressure, it kind of fell upon him. And I don't think that he did a good job of, of really putting things in place. I know on my job, I work in IT, and if I have a new uh, developer that, that joins my company, 
Um, I'm going to be a little more heavy-handed when it comes to him. I'm going to be in meetings. I'm going to be uh, directing him, showing him what he needs to do in order to be successful because I know that he's young and, unexper- and inexperienced. So I think that the same thing really should have been uh, happening with uh, Coach Mayock. I know he knows football. I know um, you had mentioned some of the things that he has done and he has seen and said on the sidelines. So if he has those that knowledge, he has those skills, he needs to be able to um, share them with his coach and um, help prop up his coach and make his coach and put his coach in the best position. And I don't think he really did that. So, anyway, you know, you talk about, like, what happens next year and when it comes to decisions, when it comes to, um, you know, even with, with Mike Mayock. I mean, he has the job now. So why not walk in and do what is necessary now to bring uh, the organization forward instead of uh, us thinking about what he might be able to do in the future? He has it right now, and he really hasn't done um, a, a good enough job, especially, you know, since he's out from under the shadow of John Gruden, this was an opportunity for him to really shine. And I don't think he's really done that. So I'm, I'm, all hope is not lost, obviously. Um, I think that we still have some opportunities for this year, but it's just very, very bleak. Um, a lot of things have to go our way, um, I think, for us to, to, to even get to the point of respectability again. So anyway, just wanted to share that with you, man. God bless you, and you take care, and thanks for all you do. Dre out. Thank you so much for the call, my man. I do appreciate you, and you know, I think what's going to happen, well, I don't know what's going to happen with Mike Mayock. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Mike Mayock, but uh, the one thing about it is it's hard for me to judge exactly what he's done and what he hasn't done. You know what I mean? When you're talking about, well, he hasn't really set up the the coaches for success. Once the season and the roster's already kind of set up, it's very hard to be able to manipulate things a lot you know, I mean, you can make some moves here. You can bring in some guys like they brought in Deshaun Jackson. You can go and try to grab a guy off the waiver wire here and there. You know, I mean, there's things, small little things you could do. But once the roster's already really set in place and the coach is already there, you can't change the coaching staff. you got to already deal with what you got to deal with. So, I mean, I, I don't know really what Mike Mayock has, has done this year as far as, you know, trying to improve it after Gruden left. I mean, I really don't. And I really don't know what he could have done more than he has done, if that makes any sense. So it's hard for me to judge him and be disappointed by him that's why I feel like he deserves another year but again that all depends on what the organization Mark Davis and company really decide that they want to do moving forward are they going to bring in a big hot shot head coach that says I don't want him I want my own guy that's a potential that's a possibility you know are they going to go out there and try to do a whole new restructure of the front office that's also a possibility there are so many different things that they could or might do uh it's, it's just something that we're gonna have to watch and witness this offseason because nobody really knows but thank you so much for that uh, that call i appreciate you next up got a text from raider skeets what up q listen to the show every day on the way to work been a raider fan since 93 when i was six years old when my boys and i turned 21 we started the tradition of going to vegas every year for the super bowl over 10 years strong it started with three of us now it's up to eight of us it's something we look forward to every year it's a great time there are football jerseys everywhere you look and parties all up and down the strip it's electric now that the raiders are hosting it i can only imagine how crazy this city is going to be it's a great tradition we're going to keep going for as long as the wives don't get in the way lol i'll be there this year rocking the tom flores for a well-deserved hall of famer that's from Raider skeets and uh yeah man i can only imagine i think it's awesome that you come to vegas anyway for uh for the super bowl and it has never been here so can you imagine how crazy it's going to be like you said there's so many parties there's so much fun there's jerseys everywhere well just think about all the jerseys you see think how many you're going to see that are going to be raider jerseys that's what i'm trying to tell people a lot of people hit me up nobody cares unless you live in las vegas that's not true that's false 
That's absolutely false. All that is is a signs of someone in a, in a fan base that's beat up because of the season. If it wasn't the season, if it was something that was announced in the offseason, like maybe after the draft, I almost guarantee the reaction would be a lot different than what I've been hearing and seeing and social media and text and all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, definitely thank you uh, for that text, my man, and I'm sure you'll enjoy this one in a major, major way. I know I will, and I guarantee a ton of NFL fans across the world are going to enjoy it. Got a quick call from my guy, Akeem, in Oakland. He's calling to address the Derek Carr comments made by myself and Jordan in Oregon on Wednesday's show. Here he is, Akeem in Oakland. Hey, what's up? Akeem from Oakland here. Q, thanks for the shout-out. Uh, I'd like to send one out as well to NN Rob at Pristine Fitness Repair. Love you guys. And in reference to what you said, uh, yes, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. No doubt about it. But we have two of the best young quarterbacks in our division, in Herbert and Mahomes. Both teams had a good quarterback when they drafted those guys, um, but they let them go, and now they have ascending great young quarterbacks. We're in Vegas. Let's roll the dice. Uh, like you said, it's been eight years. There he goes. Akeem in Oakland right there. Thank you for the call. Great to hear from you, my guy. And exactly, that was your message you delivered a couple seasons ago. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it really does. My gut feeling, and this is just my gut feeling, this is not me trying to speculate. This is not me reporting. I'm not hearing any rumors. I want to make that perfectly clear. My gut feeling is that either the organization or Derek Carr goes their separate ways after the season. That's what my gut feeling tells me. Now, again, I'm not basing that off of anything except for what my belly is telling me. I just think that something's going to shake out this offseason. Either the organization is going to decide to go another way or Derek Carr himself is going to decide to go another way by saying, you know what, it's been eight years, like you said, Akeem, and I've gone through all these offensive coordinators. I've gone through all these coaches. I've gone through all these systems. I've given everything I can, and I just can't do it. I, I, I need to either be somewhere else or he's going to retire and go preach. I mean, and again, that's just my gut feeling. So thank you so much for that, uh, that call, my man. I do appreciate you. Uh, a couple more real quick. Text from Raider fan Ed. Q, I'm terrified that us Raider fans could be even more embarrassed with a loss to a Browns team that is decimated by COVID. I couldn't even imagine a new level of low like the result of this game. That's from Raider fan Ed. And that's what I was talking about in segment number two. There really is no reason why the Raiders should lose this game if they end up playing it because of all the COVID that the Browns are dealing with. But... I mean, it could happen. It could happen just because, you know, and if it does, yeah, that's going to be a bad day. I can guarantee you Monday show will not be a fun one, you know, and I guarantee there'll be a ton of doom and gloom when it comes to the silver and black. But uh, they got to make the trip to Cleveland. They've got to deal with the weather. They've got to be able to run the rock, something they haven't been able to do. There's a lot of elements in play, but in theory, and this is just theory, they should not lose this game. So thank you so much for your text. I appreciate you. We'll close things out with Nick in the 808. He's calling to talk about the Super Bowl being held in Vegas, and he's not excited about it. Here he is, Nick in the 808. What's up, Q? It's Raider Nick calling all the 808. I was listening to your radio show yesterday, and you were asking about the Raider fans were excited about the Super Bowl being held in Las Vegas at Legion Stadium and all that. I was going to say no. I mean, what is there to be excited about? I mean, there's zero chance that we're going to be in the game. You know that. We know that. I know that. Every Raider fan knows that. So it's just crazy to hear anyone that's not a Las Vegas resident to be excited about the Super Bowl being held in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium because just another, just going to be another team winning. And the least thing about in the Raiders, you know what I mean? So, please, some weather to be excited about if you're not a Las Vegas resident. 
Thank you. There he goes. Nick in the 808. Thank you for the call, my man. And I don't know, man. Again, I've been saying it multiple times. I think that a lot of Raider fans, I think a lot more people than just Las Vegas residents are going to be excited and are excited about the Super Bowl. Uh, You've heard a couple calls already today on the show, but uh, I think there's plenty of folks that are excited about the Super Bowl. And you see how it's going to do record numbers. It really will. And it's not going to be just Las Vegas residents. It's going to be people coming from all over. And again, I, I tell you about my experience experiences that I've had just so you can get an idea and walking up and down Bourbon Street in New Orleans for my very first Super Bowl the Ravens and San Francisco 49ers there was Raider jerseys everywhere hell I had my Darren McFadden jersey on myself when I was walking to a bar to watch the game you know and there was so many people with Raider jerseys on because that's what people do they go and represent their team at the Super Bowl so I'm telling you man there's going to be so much Raider Nation representation at the Super Bowl uh, you, you, it's going to blow your mind it really is and uh, I encourage you man if you just want to give it a try Put it down on your calendar, man. Make it a bucket list thing and just give it a try. I guarantee you, you'll have a great time. You'll call me and say, man, Q, I'm glad you told me to do that. <laughs> now, of course, you got to go do it and make it happen, but it is going to be a fantastic event, and that's exactly what it's going to be, an event. So thank you so much for that call, my man. I do appreciate you, and hopefully you enjoy the game coming up tomorrow. So uh, that's going to do it for me for today. It's going to do it for the show. Raider Nation, like I told Nick, hopefully you enjoy the game tomorrow. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be cold. Uh, If, in fact, it does get played, uh, we'll see what happens. You know, we really will. Uh, Maybe later on today we'll find out more news. I'm sure we'll find out more news about COVID-19, and so we'll see if, uh, if there's any more changes, if there's any, I don't know, kind of rulings come down from the NFL who knows it's going to be a lot of questions there's a lot of questions I have right now but we'll see if any get answered later on today and then again tomorrow uh, the Raiders will be in action and again myself and JT the Brick we will be at the M Resort in Henderson the official team hotel of the Raiders will be doing the pregame show uh, across the entire network so anywhere in the world where you can hear the broadcast of the Raiders game you'll be able to hear us from 11 to 1 and that is Pacific Standard Time the pregame show the official pregame show before the Raiders and the Browns. So until then, Raider Nation, uh, have a great day. Take care of your family. Take care of yourselves. Make sure you uh, stay warm in this crazy weather or dry because I know it's raining all over the place too. <laughs> stay dry and stay stay safe and stay warm. And uh, we'll talk again on Monday. Until then, Raider Nation, as always, just win, baby.